Welcome to the first ever Design Factory Global Network podcast, where we try to uncover all the cool, quirky, and passionate activities happening around the world in the Design Factory Global Network, or DFGN. My name is Sushi Suzuki, and I come from the Kyoto Design Lab in Japan. For our inaugural show, I'm joined by Professor Kalavi Ekman, or more fondly known as Etu. Etu is the founder and director of the Alto Design Factory, the design factory that started all, but he likes to refer to himself as the janitor of the ADF. Thank you for joining me on the show, Etu. Hey, thank you. So, I'm just going to come off uh, with this interesting title you give yourself. Why do you call yourself the janitor? I already have the professor title that is given by the university and what's with my job, but uh, uh, as part of Design Factory, I think it's uh, important to have all the, also this kind of janitor uh, character, you know, the angry, angry guy who, who still is willing to help uh, anyone and who knows a lot. And maybe uh, it's also just to irritate a little bit those who think that they are already too big that they can't touch the brush or, or the cloth anymore. So, But you do have a real janitor as well, right? No, we don't. Really? You do all the cleaning yourself? Uh, we have a, a cleaning partner, a company that takes care of the basic cleaning, uh, but uh, uh, it's a very clear division of work, what they do and uh, the basic uh, janitor jobs we take care of. Uh, by ourselves. Alright, so maybe we should dive in um, to about the Alto Design Factory. Can you tell me a little bit about what the Alto Design Factory is? Alto is a rather new university, just uh, started as a merger of three universities in 2010 and I would call Design Factory Alto University in a mini scale. And uh, it means it's kind of an experimental thing. It's, it's the sandbox uh, where uh, we teachers, researchers, students, we can all together uh, try to find uh, the, the ways of, of working uh, to, to build our uh, university of our dreams, the, the Alta University, uh, the uh, idea to come true. And was that the original mission to be the sandbox? Uh, original idea was uh, was built on the uh, experience and observations that uh, we could clearly see when, when students were, were participating uh, the longer product development course and how much they, they uh, changed uh, over just one year and uh, that led to think about, uh, you know, such issues like uh, the equality between the students and, and university uh, staff and faculty and how seriously we actually uh, are, are, are taking this, the students or, or uh, the future professionals and how uh, they have access for, for uh, various kind of tools or, or labs and environments. and. Yeah, the, the first uh, form of design factory <laughs> was rather small. It was just one room, uh, but uh, it already had the name 
uh, I think it was studio for uh, studio of simultaneous engineering at that time. Okay, so you mentioned this notion that it should be a place where students are equal to the university, and by university, I, I assume you mean professors as well as the staff. Is this kind of flat hierarchy something Alter University is aspiring to? Uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, students are spending several years on campus, and uh, to me, it's really hard to swallow the, the idea that they should be treated as some kind of a second class, uh, you know, population. So I, I think this uh, equality is uh, really important. And then uh, if we uh, want uh, to educate the professionals of the future, uh, they should also uh, be treated as, as professionals and, and uh, the, the proper uh, resources not only uh, requirements, but also some authority should be given. So you mentioned that you started in a room. Um, how did the Alto Design Factory actually get set up? Who said, hey, we should do this? And how did you become the person to lead the way? I have had this product development course uh, for, uh, on, on my uh, responsibility for a longer time, and uh, uh, that has uh, led me and uh, my colleagues to think how could we uh, improve the working uh, or conditions or operational environment uh, for that course and uh, therefore we started to build uh, this uh, environment one step uh, by step uh, already uh, before Alta University and an important uh, step was the so-called Future Lab project uh, financed by the Finnish uh, Foundation for uh, Technology and Innovation and supported by uh, eight industrial partners where we uh, took a more serious step uh, and built uh, many experiments uh, for this kind of uh, ideal uh, product development uh, environment for, for learning, research and application. So that Future Lab existed uh, already uh, when the idea of Alta University was introduced. So uh, then uh, the ministry gave some extra funding for, for this work that was needed for uh, um, uh, setting up the Alta University. And uh, yeah, then the, the rectors of the, the previous three universities, they they had to uh, find out that uh, how to use that uh, funding uh, most efficiently. And one of those kind of spearhead projects uh, that they decided to support was Design Factory. Uh, that was an easy choice because uh, of this history and uh, the uh, experiments and uh, documentation, what has been uh, done already. So uh, the design factory as such was uh, actually uh, a scaling up project for, for the future lab. So I want to get back to this notion that of flat hierarchy having this community at the Alto Design Factory. And many of the Finnish people I've talked to have always told me that Finnish people are actually inherently very, very shy. But when you go to the ADF, you don't feel that at all. 
and in building up the space and the community and the Alto Design Factory, how did you get that kind of uh, flatness and frankness to make sure it happens amongst the students as well as the staff? <laughs> well, uh, to be honest, I, I I have some difficulties in, in answering uh, this this question. Maybe it, it's, it's a bit too close, but uh, uh, what I see uh, is is different uh, is that. Uh, uh, the design factory as a place and we uh, who are uh, working here at design factory or who are uh, on the payroll of design factory or, or who have uh, responsibility of, of running this, we don't consider this as our territory. It's, it's clearly part of Aalto University. It's not owned by us. Us, it's not serving uh, our own kind of uh, agenda, but uh, it's really important uh, to have the attitude that uh, anyone uh, from Alto University uh, is welcome and will be heard. So this attitude uh, of uh, finding out creative ways how to say yes, you know, in university, I'm afraid we have too many uh, other uh, labs or, or facilities uh, where uh, you are not maybe always that welcome and who are uh, very creative in finding ways uh, to say no for your suggestion, whatever it is. And uh, another thing that uh, helps to um, maintain this uh, um, uh, culture or, or flatness is that uh, uh, we have always had a number of students uh, on the payroll. More than, clearly more, more than half uh, of the Design Factory staff uh, is always, uh, has always been uh, our students, which means that in uh, the past uh, nine years, uh, I have had more than uh, 200 employees, but never um, more than uh, 25 at the same time. Wow. Now, I, I love this notion of creatively saying yes. Could you give me some example of some of the crazy things that students have asked and the creative ways you had to say yes to? <laughs> well, uh the first thing uh, is a bit different that comes to my mind, but, uh, you know, we had a very uh, interesting new uh, course uh, initiative uh, that combined mathematics and art. And uh, the students, they, they did really great uh, uh, art pieces uh, as their uh, exercise. And when the course was over, uh, those nice uh, pieces of art, they uh, should be placed uh, to one location here on campus, not at Design Factory. And uh, <clears throat> two of those uh, course assistants, they approached me and uh, they asked that uh, uh, if we could uh, lend them uh, our little uh, electric car can, uh, that can hoist you uh, for for making the installments uh, in a, in a uh, 
uh, higher open space. And uh, I was talking to them and then uh, I thought that yes, uh, it's early spring, so it's quite challenging conditions outdoors. There is still ice and snow and uh, it's rather a long way to go and uh, the vehicle has very small wheels and uh, I was a bit worried that uh, if the battery uh, would be good enough to, to, to make the whole way uh, to the building that was on the other side of the campus. And then uh, one of our experts uh, was walking by, by and, and heard this story and asked, that, what are you speaking about? Do you know that there in the building uh, where you are going to install these art pieces, there is another such a similar car that uh, is even better than we have? The guys, they look at me and they said, yes, we know, but we can't use it. So these kind of stories is what you often, often meet that... Uh, <clears throat> Uh, some uh, labs or <clears throat> or uh, tools or devices uh, they are some uh, who is uh, taking care of them is, is considering them to be his or her own property uh, that should be uh, carefully protected uh, by by uh, unnecessary uh, use by by someone else who is is not part of the the small kingdom. So the Alto Design Factory isn't a classroom, but it's not a normal research institute either. How do you explain the Design Factory when people ask you, so what is the Alto Design Factory? <laughs> that's, a, that's a difficult question. It's hard to explain because it doesn't so well fit to any uh, traditional university structure. But... Um, Maybe uh, it's understandable if I say that uh, uh, administratively and uh, uh, financially uh, it's organized uh, through the, one of our schools. So uh, it means that uh, I have a bus and we have a controller and uh, everything goes as it should go. But then, what comes to the activities or functions of Design Factory, uh, it's more uh, kind of matrix uh, organization that Design Factory is a platform that serves every school of Aalto University, every uh, teacher, every student. So it's, it's not uh, functionally uh, part uh, of our home school. Uh, at all. And how does the university evaluate the design factory? How does it know that the DF is doing a good job versus it needs to improve itself? Mm, there has been one official evaluation. Uh, Aalto had also other factories, media factory, service factory, health factory. In addition to design factory, so the factories have been evaluated officially once. But of course, uh, the evaluation uh, is done every year. So we are meeting uh, with our uh, vice president. Uh, we are uh, sending 
some summaries every month, uh, what kind of activities uh, there are. We are publishing annual reports. Uh, we are also using the, uh, the standard metrics publications and so forth. Of course, the coursework and credits and degrees uh, is a bit challenging because Design Factory has no courses, Design Factory has no degrees. It's, it's only the, the place where many of those actions happen. So uh, those indicators uh, we can't use. But we have developed uh, more creative indicators that describe the uh, level of activity. Uh, for instance, the, uh, the numbers uh, of, of uh, the CNC machine tools that the spindle is rotating is easy to measure. Uh, it's easy to measure how many hours uh, the 3D printing machine uh, has been printing uh, during the year. We have even had sensors uh, part, as part of a research project that enabled us uh, to uh, uh, measure the people flow uh, on, on certain hallways of Design Factory. Uh, we measure how many cups uh, of coffee are delivered uh, through our uh, coffee machine. And uh, we even know uh, the number of uh, recycled bottles and cans. <laughs> So there are many indicators that uh, tell something uh, about the utilization rate. And then, of course, uh, the re registrations for or, or reservations uh, for our uh, major uh, spaces, like the big stage, uh, we can easily count. And uh, in one year, uh, uh, the latest number I remember was 2000. Nine, uh, 2,920 hours uh, in one year. So a lot of the creative indicators, as you mentioned, that um, you have come up with are actually how much the design factory is being used and how much people are there. How about with regards to sort of things that have come out of the design factory? Not necessarily from a performance point of view, but what are some cool things that have come out by the fact that the design factory was there? Design factory was the first home for something that is now known as the Alta, Alta uh, Entrepreneurship Society, the, the society that uh, unites uh, the, the entrepreneurial-minded students and uh, is now uh, hosted by the Startup Sound. So, so um, that has been uh, one thing. Uh, many of those uh, spin-off or startup companies uh, have spent their uh, early times at the design factory uh, naming just the catchbox, uh, the, the soft cube, throwable wireless microphone uh, for a better audience engagement uh, in, in conferences or lectures, or uh, uh, the wireless charging systems for, for mobile phones uh, were uh, one of our startup partners was even part of the uh, development of the uh, charging standard for, for uh, uh, mobile phones and, and laptops. Or uh, <coughs> interesting uh, new kind of business ideas for farming crickets for food or or even uh, building a device that uh, uh, makes 
artificial waves in uh, natural waters, in lakes or, or on sea. Uh, so welcome to Finland, surface paradise, uh, <laughs> maybe after a couple of years. So Finland has become fairly well known as this entrepreneurial hub or a startup nation. How did Alto Design Factory become sort of the starting point, at least within Alto? But I mean, you mentioned Alto um, Alto Entrepreneurship Society as well as Slush also happened from that community. What enabled? What did the Alto Design Factory do to enable that movement to take hold? Uh, well. Maybe the most important thing uh, we have done is that uh, we haven't actively tried to uh, stop the students with their uh, crazy activities and, and actions. So this notion of um, creatively saying yes, giving students the power, have come up a lot in our conversation already. But how do you have the students that do take the initiative? Is this something that's just natural to Finnish culture, or is this something where you also had to kind of groom the students to be more initiative-taking? Yeah, I I don't take any responsibility for the, the uh, you know the, the development of the entrepreneurial movement or or startup culture, uh, but uh, what I think is. Uh, 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 is, is uh, can be found here at Design Factory is what I believe uh, uh, what entrepreneurship uh, also is uh, that uh, it is an illness and uh, the illness uh, often goes uh, within your family I mean that uh, if the parents are entrepreneurs it's more probable that the kids will be <laughs> but uh, uh, another thing is that in certain type of environments, uh, it's clearly higher risk that the virus of entrepreneurship will attack you. And uh, uh, what I have uh, seen is that uh, uh, we have been quite good uh, at the university to build such environment uh, where it's low risk for any virus to attack you. I'm, I'm speaking about the big uh, auditoriums or or uh, this kind of uh, information sharing uh, 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 environments, but uh, the labs and uh, the culture and uh, ways of working at, it, at Design Factory, it just seems that it affects some students that they start thinking. Uh, even if they uh, don't start their, their own company uh, and decide to go uh, for a big company, they may think a little bit differently. They, they might, may have this kind of a more entrepreneurial mindset and, and uh, courage uh, to, to argue if, if they, if they, uh, uh, if they don't, don't see the point. I, I so, I love this metaphor that the design factory is basically a place where contagions can fly around as much as possible, kind of like a petri dish. And I guess if we put it in a positive way, you have pretty much a very strong community of students connecting with each other in that space. With regards to the actual space itself, how do you make it so that people want to spend time there and start infecting each other? 
Yeah, according to my observation, uh, it's it's not one size that fits all. Uh, some students they they don't they 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 just come and go. Uh, they escape as as soon as they can, but uh, uh, there are many others who who are uh, seriously thinking about their their uh, <clears throat> uh, their life and their career and their future and what they what they really want to do. Uh, so my field of expertise, product design and development, uh, is is uh, widely known uh, that it's not one of the best paid professions anywhere. It's one of the most difficult, though. So what I often ask my students is, why, why on earth you want to become product developers? Why does anyone want to become a product developer? And uh, the simple answer is that, uh, yeah, it's very, very inspiring and very uh, motivational to, uh, to work with really tough challenges and then see the result of your work. That is where the motivation comes from. And uh, I guess that is something that, that makes uh, many students inspired that they, 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 they uh, find uh, this place something that is, is uh, built for them, that can uh, help them uh, to better realize their work in their, their study projects, but also, why not, some of their, their own ideas. You mentioned that the design factory is a sandbox for the university or university of the future. How is some of the things you have learned and some of the things that have been done at the design factory being rolled out to the university? And what's the vision for the university of the future? Uh, I can't even say the number of... Uh, smaller or bigger uh, places here in the university campus that have been inspired uh, uh, of Design Factory. We have uh, a new learning center uh, in the main central library and uh, we have uh, smaller uh, spots or, or redesigned uh, lobbies or or uh, meeting rooms uh, in in uh, many of the schools here on campus that uh, have been inspired by the design factory environment uh, also uh, some of the courses uh, of design factory uh, have inspired uh, new courses that uh, are making it easier for any Alto student to to find at least uh, uh, something uh, that um, makes them to to study and work together with with students from other schools or disciplines. Okay. Um, so you had your humble beginnings in one room, and of course now you have a massive space where tons of staff and people are doing cool things. How did you grow? Well, 
the, the big step and scaling up happened 2008 when we moved to this house that uh, was kind of a lucky coincidence that we just uh, heard that the previous uh, uh, owner of the house has left and uh, there was this 3,200 square meters uh, of empty space on, on the uh, side of Otanimi campus. So, uh, as I said, uh, it was the time that uh, the Aalto University was not ready yet, but it was uh, uh, under construction and there was some extra funding. So, uh, uh, the decision was made uh, to give uh, some money uh, for for uh, developing this environment, uh, practically speaking, scaling up the future lab to this new environment. And uh, when there was nothing uh, inside the house, no chair, no table, no nothing, uh, we overrun the budget by 100 percentage uh, for the uh, first year. So uh, then it was uh, maybe easier to make the second decision for the second year that, okay, they already spent so much uh, and uh, they have to give uh, the budget for the second year as well. So the lesson here is overspend so then they keep you alive? Well, overspending is much better than uh, having the money and uh, not spending it. Well, were there some grow uh, growing pains? Well, I mentioned already that uh, our uh, staff uh, has a very fast uh, kind of a rotation. So we are always busy uh, with the recruitment. And uh, uh, as not being any kind of standard uh, body of the university, the recruitment issues are often a bit uh, challenging. Uh, and uh, another thing is that uh, uh, if you uh, figure yourself out as an experimental uh, platform, uh, you should also do experimenting and uh, during these years, uh, we have also tried uh, many things that uh, have not worked. Can you as give planned. us an example? Can you give us an example? Uh, well, starting from the biggest venues, uh, the stage or or uh, studio or puhama, uh, we have uh, tried uh, actually several revisions. Uh, and, and setups uh, for those. And uh, also uh, the nature of activities uh, has developed a little bit from beginning when, uh, you know, everything was quite big compared to the uh, previous location. Uh, so then uh, the challenge was uh, maybe to uh, uh, attract uh, uh, activities from uh, all the three major fields of technology, design and business. But uh, now uh, we are in a phase where uh, we must be uh, very careful and, and uh, 
kind of picky uh, what we uh, can take to design factory because there is more, uh, much more demand that we can we can take. So all these kind of issues uh, have forced uh, to to really rethink and and redesign and change uh, some some of the setups. What comes to the uh, entrance lobby, the main stage, and the bigger venues, but. Uh, every now and then uh, we just notice that, okay, uh, there is uh, a space that is uh, uh, thought that it will be used by, by these and these uh, parties and in this and this way, and then it doesn't work at all. So then we just need to uh, uh, figure out another plan. And uh, especially when you want to... Uh, uh, maintain a good utilization rate and, and uh, uh, make sure that every space uh, supports uh, the, the needs of the users as, as uh, well as possible. And growing, were there any unintended consequences, some surprises that you've discovered? Well, uh, the, the growing here in uh, Finland, Otaniemi campus, uh, has maybe stab stabilized uh, the other uh, kind of uh, element is the Design Factory Global Network. That is uh, uh, another thing that uh, has been <laughs> actually uh, not planned at all at the beginning. We had no plans for, for such a global network. So, so that has been uh, uh, keeping us busy uh, much more than, than we ever ever thought. But here uh, in Otaniemi campus, I think uh, the the most uh, challenging. Uh, times of, of uh, uh, setting up everything and uh, finding the uh, uh, balance and and uh, most important uh, activities is, is already passed and uh, maybe here in uh, in Otaniemi campus uh, the next big challenge is uh, the relocation of design factories. So the campus is heavily development, developing and uh, uh, a request of the university is uh, to uh, relocate the design factory uh, on the campus and uh, that is uh, that will keep us busy uh, in two three years uh, time when, when the uh, move or relocation uh, shall be more more actual. It's not an issue of this year or next year. So it's interesting that you mentioned the Design Factory Global Network as an unintended consequence. And of course, without the DFGN, we wouldn't be recording this podcast right now. But there are <laughs> now 21 universities and institutes in the network why do you think so many people got attracted to the design factory concept and decided to take the step of sort of uh, joining the movement? Uh, 
I think Alto as a university uh, is, is the thing that has uh, been interesting for many other universities as a benchmarking or visiting uh, target. Uh, Alto has host, been hosting uh, so many visitors uh, during these uh, uh, nine years. And, uh, uh, and then uh, the question is that uh, if someone wants to come to Aalto University and see Aalto University, what to show? So uh, the simple answer for that question so far has often been that, okay, uh, they must see Design Factory. As I said, Design Factory uh, is like a uh, little Aalto University, Aalto University in a mini scale. So most of the visitors, they have come to Design Factory. And uh, yeah, maybe that has uh, catalyzed some. Uh, what is it about the design factory do you think pe uh, got people drawn into it? Uh, the most uh, common statement that I have often often heard uh, from people who come and who who see. Uh, a lot of things in a short time and uh, uh, get a bit confused because uh, the the, uh, the building uh, as such uh, is a bit you know uh, small labyrinths so when you are first time here you get lost and so forth so uh, after this visit they might be a little bit confused but what they have seen they often comment that oh my god there's a lot of energy in this place so you've been doing this for, I mean, the Design Factory for nine years and, of course, more projects similar to it for over a decade. In that time, what have you learned? I, I have a kind of a little idea of, of uh, learning something new every day. Often it can be something small, but... Um, as I say to my students, uh, I hope it applies myself as well, is that uh, uh, one of the most important uh, characteristics for any good product developer is curiosity. So, so I'm, I'm very curiosity, cu curious uh, on, on uh, <clears throat> you know, uh, meeting those people who come to Design Factory, uh, hearing something, uh, from them, uh, I have learned <coughs> so much about uh, uh, different countries or, or universities or, or people who uh, I would never have met without uh, this design factory. And uh, uh, it's, it's much uh, better understanding uh, of uh, the, the similarities or, or uh, differences and uh, well, maybe also uh, that uh, uh, there is no reason to be, uh, be, be afraid of, of anything. So uh, if, if you have an idea or if you, if you think uh, it would be good for uh, trying something, then just go for it. Just go for it. I like that.
maybe that is the message. But the last question I want to finish these podcasts with is: um, Do you have any message for our listeners? Maybe uh, a message uh, related to the learnings that you that you uh, uh, just asked for uh, is that uh, uh, it's really important uh, to uh, be yourself and uh, are you a professor are you a doctoral student uh, are you uh, a student uh, of a product uh, development course or a team member so for being yourself it's it's uh, the only healthy starting point not trying to uh, be anything that you think the others uh, would uh, expect from you i think that is a great message thank you etu for a very enlightening conversation and thank you for being part of the inaugural show to the audience, thank you very much for joining us for the inaugural episode of the Design Factory Global Network podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you find, want to find out more about Design Factory Global Network and the schools in the network, please come visit us at dfgn.org. This was Sushi Suzuki. Until next time, goodbye. <laughs>